Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about small for gestational age. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash SGA or in the antenatal care section of the Zero to Finals Obstetrics and Gynecology book. So let's get straight into it. Small for gestational age is defined as a fetus that measures below the 10th centile for their gestational age. Two measurements on ultrasound are used to assess the fetal size, the estimated fetal weight and the fetal abdominal circumference. Customised growth charts are used to assess the size of the fetus and these are based on the mother's ethnic group, weight, height and parity, how many previous pregnancies she's had. Severe small for gestational age is when the fetus is below the third centile for their gestational age. Low birth weight is defined as a birth weight of less than 2,500 grams or 2.5 kilograms. Let's talk about the causes of small for gestational age. The causes of a fetus being small for their gestational age can be divided into two categories. Constitutionally small, which means they match the mother and others in the family and are growing appropriately on the growth chart. And fetal growth restriction, or FGR, which is also known as intrauterine growth restriction, or IUGR. Fetal growth restriction is when there is a small fetus or a fetus that is not growing as expected which is due to a pathology reducing the amount of nutrients and oxygen that are being delivered to the fetus through the placenta. A Tom tip for you, it's important to note the difference between small for gestational age and fetal growth restriction. Small for gestational age simply means that the baby is small for their dates without stating why. The fetus may be constitutionally small and growing appropriately and not at increased risk of complications. Alternatively, the fetus may be small for gestational age due to pathology, meaning fetal growth restriction, with a higher risk of morbidity and mortality. The causes of fetal growth restriction can be divided into two categories placenta-mediated growth restriction and non-placenta-mediated growth restriction, where the baby is small due to a genetic or a structural abnormality. Placenta-mediated growth restriction refers to the conditions that affect the transfer of nutrients across the placenta. This can be idiopathic with no clear cause found or due to preeclampsia, maternal smoking, maternal alcohol consumption, anemia, malnutrition, infection and other maternal health conditions. Non-placenta-mediated growth restriction refers to pathology of the fetus, such as genetic abnormalities, structural abnormalities, fetal infection and errors of metabolism. Let's talk about other signs of fetal growth restriction. There may be other signs that would indicate fetal growth restriction other than the fetus simply being small for their gestational age, such as reduced amniotic fluid volume, 
abnormal Doppler studies showing abnormal circulation in the placenta, reduced fetal movements, and abnormal CTGs. Let's talk about the complications. Short term complications of fetal growth restriction include fetal death or stillbirth. Birth asphyxia, where there's insufficient oxygen to the fetal brain during birth. Neonatal hypothermia, where the newborn struggles to maintain the temperature and becomes cold. And neonatal hypoglycemia, where the blood sugar levels in the neonate are low. Growth restricted babies have a long term increased risk of cardiovascular disease, particularly hypertension. Type 2 diabetes, obesity, and mood and behavioral problems. Next, let's talk about the risk factors. There are a long list of risk factors for small for gestational age babies. And these include a previous small for gestational age baby, obesity, smoking, diabetes, existing hypertension, preeclampsia. An older mother, typically over 35 years, multiple pregnancy, a low pregnancy associated plasma protein A, antipartum hemorrhage, and antiphospholipid syndrome. Next, let's talk about monitoring. The RCOG Green Top Guidelines on Small for Gestational Age from 2013 lists major and minor risk factors. At the booking clinic, women are assessed for risk factors for small for gestational age. Low risk women have monitoring of the symphysis fundal height at every antenatal appointment from 24 weeks onwards to identify potential small babies. The symphysis fundal height is plotted on a customized growth chart to assess the appropriate size for the individual woman based on her individual factors. If the symphysis fundal height is less than the 10th centile, women are booked for serial growth scans with umbilical artery Doppler studies. And this is to closely monitor the accurate size of the fetus and look at the blood supply. Women are booked for serial growth scans with umbilical artery Doppler if they have three or more minor risk factors, one or more major risk factors. Or issues with measuring the symphysis fundal height. For example, they have large fibroids or their BMI is above 35. Women who are at risk or have small for gestational age babies are monitored closely with serial ultrasound scans, and these are used to measure the estimated fetal weight and the abdominal circumference to measure the growth velocity, how fast the baby is growing. The umbilical artery pulsatility index, which is to measure the flow through the umbilical artery, and the amniotic fluid volume. Local guidelines for the initiation and frequency of ultrasound scans may vary. An example regime is a growth scan every four weeks from 28 weeks gestation onwards. Ultrasound frequency is increased if there is reduced growth velocity. Or there are problems with the umbilical artery flow. Finally, let's talk about management. The critical management steps are to identify those women that are at risk of having a small for gestational age baby, 
Aspirin is given to those who are at risk of preeclampsia. Modifiable risk factors need to be treated, for example, stopping smoking. Serial growth scans are used to monitor the growth of the fetus. And early delivery is considered where the growth is static or there are other concerns. When a fetus is identified as being small for gestational age, investigations to identify the underlying cause include blood pressure and urine dipstick for preeclampsia, uterine artery Doppler scanning to check the blood flow through the uterine artery, detailed fetal anatomy scans by fetal medicine to look for genetic abnormalities and structural abnormalities, Karyotyping can be performed for chromosomal abnormalities, for example Down syndrome, and tests for infection, for example toxoplasmosis, cytomegalovirus, syphilis and malaria. Early delivery is considered when the growth is static on the growth charts, or where other problems are identified, for example abnormal Doppler results, indicating abnormal blood flow. Delivering the baby early reduces the risk of stillbirth. Corticosteroids are given when delivery is planned early, particularly when they're going to be delivered by caesarean section. Pediatricians should be involved at birth to help with neonatal resuscitation and management if required. So thanks for listening to this episode on Small for Gestational Age. As always, a big thank you to Harry for perfectly editing the podcast. If you want to get early access to future podcast episodes, consider becoming a member on Patreon, where you'll also get access to the Zero to Finals flashcards and my course on how to learn medicine. And I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about large for gestational age.